0: We're back at it on a Saturday. On a
1: Saturday. If you're
0: listening, to this, uh, if you're listening to this the day that it came out. No, <laughs> not, it might be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or the following well, Saturday.
1: <laughs> we hope everyone had a great week and everyone's having a great day. Today we're going to be discussing kind of the challenges, the hurdles, the good, the bad between treating the younger population and the older population. Um, a mm-hmm. lot of this is going to be pertaining to our outpatient experience. So. I under.
0: yeah yeah because you don't really get a mix in some of the other settings so maybe hospital look cute.
1: true but our experience is from outpatient so we're going to be discussing yeah. outpatient setting today <laughs> but without further ado let's just go ahead and jump right in so let's
0: go
1: you're listening to the pt assistance podcast with your hosts ken
0: and laura thanks for joining for another exciting episode You know, I was going to start this episode saying, like, we're going to talk about the young, the old, the beautiful, and the not so beautiful, but then I was like, we're really only doing that first half of that.
1: (laughs) You also kind of threw me off because you didn't start with the, all right, guys. You know how, like, everyone had their intro when you, like, walk into a room?
0: It is the knock, knock, (laughs)
1: knock. Yeah, it it threw me off. But anyway...
0: I did a side note though on the knock knock knock. I've decided, guys, I'm going to start the Sheldon knock whenever I go over to okay. Ken and Kelsey's house. Oh, I thought like, you meant like Ken and Kelsey. Ken and Kelsey?
1: I thought you meant like two patients.
0: Ken and <laughs> I had to do three
1: now. <laughs> I mean, you better hope the patients seen it. All right.
0: No, I don't know. No, if I if I did, I would make sure they definitely have seen that show. Um, so.
1: But... Talking about specifying the treatment towards the appropriate age population. Yes. So Laura and I both work in outpatient clinics. So you see a little bit of variety as far as someone who's a young adult all the way up to geriatrics. And a big thing is that you can't treat them the exact same way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the I mean, I guess you usually get younger people when it comes to like post-op. I mean, I guess I've had a couple like ankle sprains and things like that, but they don't really stay very long just because they recover so quick. So I guess that's going to be also a big point of discussion where the younger population bounce back quicker than the older population. Yeah. So any any thoughts on let's start with the young people first?
0: Well, I think that like you hit it on the nail, too, is usually your younger population's not going to be there as long. Um, a lot of them are either post-op or they're usually like acute injuries, not too many like chronic injuries at that point. Now don't get me wrong when I say, you know, just because I say not too many does not mean that there is none. Um, that's just not the main population that you're going to kind of see injury wise with younger, um, patients. Um, and I've, right now we've got a range. We have a eight year old we're treating. Um, He's a toe walker, so we're treating him, and let me tell you, his treatment is completely different than if I had an adult. Um, We play a lot more games with him. He has a little more fun. Um, We kind of goof around with him a little bit more, uh, you know, try to make the physical therapy not a boring, I just have to come in and listen type place. So, like, uh, even though, like, maybe some of his form's not perfect, but it's something that we definitely want to have a little bit more fun and give a little bit more wiggle room. And so like, for example, they'll do uh heel walking races. I'm not part of these races because I would lose. I was like,
1: um, you're doing what? So they'll, they'll, they'll,
0: they'll walk on their heels to r- really work on getting his toes up a little bit more. Um, so he's not walking on his toes as much. So like they'll they'll do little races, and um, you know it's not the best form because he starts to dip in, you know it's a little quick, but he has a lot more fun than if we were just kind of hounding exercises into him. Um, I would say know, though,
1: even like maybe not the racing, but I have had a couple of patients, like even though they're probably more in that geriatric category, like doing ball tosses and kind of yes. having more fun with the treatment, like they do find that more engaging. I don't think I've raced. With any I think of them. everybody, but, but
0: yeah, I don't think yeah, so you then, like, particularly you have would who, race,
1: especially someone who comes from like a sports background, and you kind of just kind of bring the youth out of them. They do enjoy that, so I wouldn't just kind of leave those fun activities just just the young, but because some of the older populations Agreed. really enjoy it as well.
0: I agree. I it's just you also have to pick and choose who I feel like a little bit more. There's some of that oh, old yeah, population, they're... older population that does, and some of the older population like to be very straight to the book. I think this I had... is why I'm here. Don't mess around.
1: So I had one patient, and she she was older. She was there for like hip or like low back sciatic so kind of pains, so or working kind of the glute med, single leg stances, and things like that, and. Mm-hmm. I started doing the ball toss with her. She was doing great on flat ground. So I'm like, is this getting too easy? And then she's like, yeah, a little bit. So I gave her the foam pad. And I'm not going to lie, a couple of times maybe made me a little nervous. I'm like, I'm glad you have some good uh, correctional strategies there because I'm about to have someone stand next to you because I'm not having you fall and do all that paperwork.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. And it's definitely something you have to be aware of, like certain things like with the older population, is like they, there's some of those fun activities, but sometimes you can't step away from them. Like you can't do the ball toss because you want to challenge them, but like you need almost a second hand just to stand there with them to make sure because the recovery might not be as well as some other younger ones. Um, but like I, we even have one right now. He's I'm not going to say like he's kind of in that middle range of like he's not young, but he's not old. You know, he's an adult, um, but he's very active. He likes to play basketball. He's playing basketball now and um, he's an ankle injury. And so yesterday we started, he's progressing really well. He's healing really nicely. And so yesterday I threw him on a foam pad and it was easy. So I gave him, we had a basketball and I said, okay, you're going to shoot this basketball rapidly. Like you're shooting into a hoop against the, the door and he's bouncing it and it took that just that activity challenged him a little bit more but definitely geared it towards something that he enjoys doing and he literally stepped off and he goes I like this one I like this one a lot
1: and that's (laughs) something I was actually going to bring up a little later too was kind of make it specific to what they like to do
0: yeah and that kind of goes across the the board
1: the basketball side of things yeah
0: so like, and again, kind of just bring that point up. Like, it's not just for the younger population. I had a patient come in the other day and she was like, I have trouble cooking, like standing to cook. I just get tired. And, and she goes, I feel like I have to lean on something. Um, I don't feel like I've got the balance. And I'm like, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to stand. I elevated our table because we have high, low tables. I elevated it to her counter height. And that was the nice thing about having the high, low tables. I can adjust to where her counter height is. Grab some cones and said, okay, from here to here, put this there. Don't touch the table. You're going to just stand and we're going to work on going back and forth, reaching out of your support, kind of mimicking like just movements that she would have to do while meal prepping, um, to kind of work on it. And you know, sh- it made her feel a little more productive. Like is it geared towards exactly maybe what I had in mind for her that day? No, but you know, she feels like she's getting a very good benefit out of the physical therapy. Um, and I will say there's quite a few patients who, if you can gear it towards what they want to get done, then you're going to see even better results. Now, not all patients can you mimic everything they want to do. Like, for example, we have a couple ACLs that are in the clinic. They can't run, jump, and jog right now. Like, we're just under restriction. So there are certain things with activities wise that it's just a straightforward, we're just strengthening you. Um, we can kind of make things a little fun, but like other than that right now, it's kind of those basic boring exercises and there's no way around it. Same thing. Kind of like with uh, isometric, any isometric exercise, straightforward. Um, there's not too much you can get around it in particular, but. Well,
1: I was, so I have, two separate kind of avenues here so we're we'll do the post-op afterwards uh the first one can you think of any challenges um for the younger population i'm thinking like maybe 20s 30s and then challenges for the geriatric population
0: challenge with the younger population sometimes is a consistency um a lot of them think that they don't need physical therapy or that they know better than you that challenge sometimes is a lot um like i, a I was, guy going, right I was now close i was gonna say was focus like, oh, okay i want you to do this um with uh with your shoe off uh, it'll be a little more challenging and he goes but it's not like i feel it more when my shoe's on and i'm like well you feel it more because it's just pressing like it's not it's, it's, it's restricting you more, but it's not like doing what I need you to do type thing. So, I say,
1: like, there's been like treatments that I've done where the patient was like on their phone the entire time. I'm like, can you just can you focus? This is so like some things like like you said, like they, they think they know better. They think they know everything. So you're trying to have them to do a couple exercises, especially if they go out and are active and go to the gym and everything. Sometimes you're kind of pulling teeth when you want to specify on a certain body part or activity. They're just not fully aware. Do you have anything yeah, as far it, as geriatrics?
0: Um, well, geriatrics is same thing of just not wanting to be there. Um, I think <laughs> you
1: you find both populations just like sometimes I just don't want to be here. It's just yeah, I'm here because well, I kind of have to be, but.
0: The, like the, the, I guess the big thing is like the reasoning usually is like the younger population thinks they know it and that they don't really need to be here and that they could just do it all at home, um, which isn't always the case. Like, and that's where you need to educate them on the value of being here. And then the older population is just, I don't want to be here because of the fact that I hurt. I don't want to do anything. I want to be a little more on the lazier side. You know, they put in their time. They're They're kind of like, what's the point? I don't care. Um, and usually it's a little more advert like like pain wise they they don't want to be there, um. So like there it's that's the thing is like going across like the whole entire like young and old, so much of it is the same but slightly different. Like reasoning exercises are slightly different. Um, one of the things I find that works really good with older populations when they come in, if you can control your music that you've got in or the TV that you've gotten in your clinic, if you have those, like if you can swap it for something that they like, dude, the response, I can't tell you how many times, like we will change it to like kind of the oldie station. It's literally called that. So don't come at me, people. It's called oh, no, the oldies. We, we do
1: that all the time.
0: And they love we it. And it makes them feel a little oldies,
1: bit better. Oldies, yeah. 70s, 80s.
0: And then when our younger I, population I made, usually comes in. I get in, made
1: fun of every time. So we'll do? put on the for oldies what? And. Well, for like the music choice, and they're like, "Hey, Ken, do you know who this is?" I'm like, "No," and they're like, "Oh, do hey, they no, ask me no, that too?" They start going crazy, like, "You don't know who this is?" Well, I'm like, "No, I wasn't born in the '70s. I, I don't know who this is." And they're like, yeah. "Well, young the funny thing these is, days.
0: they'll laugh at me because um, I'll, I'll start seeing everything." Um, I know a lot of oldies because I grew up on oldies because of my dad. That's literally, I was like, I think I'm in my dad's truck guy. So I'll sing it, but I don't know who they are. I know the songs. I just don't know who they are. Right. Like um, I've heard of
1: this at some point.
0: Yeah. And so uh, that it just, it sets their mood a lot better. Um, like we have one patient who, you know, he's not old. He's not young. he He's middle age, maybe a little bit more, but like. He comes in and he really likes kind of like classic guitar, I guess you would consider. Like he likes more of like um, acoustic and just like special. I don't even know what it's considered technically. It's literally just the guitar. Like he likes that kind of stuff, but more of like the old classic guitars and all the crazy things they can kind of do on them. Um, and it's just usually just guitar and that kind of stuff. And so, like, my PT will switch it over for him. Now, I want to go to bed when that goes on, and I'm like, oh my gosh, and we switch it off right away. But we, he's asked us a couple, like, he, he's given us that type of music a couple times. So, when he comes in, we kind of already know, and we kind of switch it around. Um, now, not like always do like we switch it. That's such a it, big
1: thing, but... too. One, like, remembering, like, oh, hey, like, this person's coming mm-hmm. in. So, they come in, like, you start doing a little banter like hey like you're here you want to listen to like your your acoustic or whatever it is yeah i feel like patients are more likely to come in especially like the older population to you know they're coming in they feel like they're heard and you want them there they feel welcome there then i feel like that's huge to at least get them in so you can go get over that hurdle of patients kind of being difficult coming in especially that older population mm-hmm. if you kind of work with them a little bit more
0: yeah and, and then like, like the older oh go, go ahead
1: no uh, no, I was going to talk about the, no. the post-op, so.
0: Oh, I was just going to say, like, with the older population, too, like, um, because a lot of those are chronic pain, it takes a while. Um, so, like, going through with them and, like, walking them, or I feel like you have to kind of walk them through the progression they make a lot more, too, of, like, hey, look, you started here, and you're here, and kind of a little bit, I feel like then the younger population, you have to give a little bit more encouragement of, like, how they're doing, and that they are getting better and everything like that um, than the younger population. So that's just kind of what I was going to hit on.
1: I, I do feel like some of the younger population, too, sometimes they don't really know. I don't know. I guess it kind of works both ways, I guess.
0: Everything works. ways. <laughs>
1: like I'll ask them. Oh, like, what are you still having difficulty with? Like at home, activities, um, sports, anything to see if there's something in particular we want to hone in on. And they're just like, No, we're good. So like I challenge them with like just random stuff and I'm like, Okay, you look like you're still even just like stairs, like you're not getting your dorsiflexion in there. I'm like, How have stairs been? And they're like, Oh, I just go one at a time. I'm like, This is one of those things that I'm I'm asking you what you're having difficulty with. Unless you've been going up and down stairs one at a time. Well, they're not
0: having difficulty going one one stair at a time.
1: Ah, Fine, I guess you're right. (laughs) Like it's fine. I've made it work somehow, but that's that's not what you I do. Mean. I
0: do feel like you have to come for like get out of them for them. Like you have to get more information out of like what the issue is still and where the older population, they won't stop telling you what they're having issues with.
1: So that, that's usually not one, hard to
0: get them out.
1: Um, the post-op. So this hurdle happened to me a while ago, but having someone that's younger getting protocols that's meant for like general population. Now, being a young adult, you are ex- almost kind of expected to bounce back a little bit faster someone as that's geriatric. But w- how do you handle that hurdle of, okay, well, you have almost full range, but we're not supposed to be strengthening for another two weeks. Do you keep them at range of motion because the protocols say so? Or do you advance them because they already hit the milestones they were supposed to hit? Well, I
0: ain't doing nothing. Unless my PT says it's okay to do it. Let me just start there.
1: <laughs> as far as experience goes, what have you seen?
0: Um, Honestly, you usually play it safe, go by the doc. And if it, if uh, there is a massive like discrepancy on it, because like, for example, we had, we had two patients two exact same surgeries both around one was maybe 10 not 10 um one was probably about i guess 10 years actually 10 years younger but they're both young like one's in his 30s and one's in his 20s so like they're both still fairly young um very healthy and they had literally everything was going great both of them but the younger one was able to advance farther and had less protocols than the older one did Um, even though both of them were kind of on the same track and we saw he bounced back, the younger one bounced back a little bit faster since we were able to progress him a little bit quicker because he didn't have any really restrictions after his surgery. But, um, you, you do want to listen to the doctor definitely because you don't know why sometimes that they do it. Um, they might have a reasoning that they don't specify for you. So at that point, you kind of still focus on that range of motion. Now there's ways you can kind of tweak around it. Like if it's, you know, full range of motion, you're supposed to do range of motion. It's active. You you can still do some stuff with no weights and everything like that. No bands, no nothing. And it's still be considered range of motion. So like there, there's, there's a a, yeah, catch 22 Maybe. a little bit in there of like what you're using it for. Um, and if it becomes like a significant issue where you're like, dude, you're doing so well, but you're not progressing for three weeks. Like I can't progress you for three weeks. Like then it's, uh, then it's time to like maybe talk to your PT and then, you know, they will reach out to the doc and say, Hey, this is where we're at. They're doing really well. Um, I'd like to start introducing, introducing light, blah, 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 isometrics are you comfortable with that? And some doctors will be like, no. Like, I, I have a PT. My PT, like, has a doctor that we just know no matter what you, you... doesn't matter. You stick by his protocol. Because his big thing is he wants to make sure that tendon is secured, had enough time to really secure in before start loading it. Um, so, there, there are some reasoning sometimes. Whether they're young, old, why. It's pretty much kind of the same.
1: So... And- My experience is it's been the same. So we had the younger patient. He had Mm a bank art lesion. And I think I want to say he was maybe 19, 20 years old and he destroyed all his protocols. Like he wasn't supposed to do like full range of motion, took a certain point, everything. And we just even though he was hitting his milestones early by the week to week basis, Mm -hmm. we just kept them at that unfortunately you run into the issue like they're bored they feel like they're doing the same thing over and over again and it just kind of comes down to like these like what i did was i showed him the protocols i was like i know you're yeah you you have to like this is this is what we're following just so you're aware and you know the game plan a lot of it just kind of comes down to if they're in the know they know what the plans are they know what direction they're heading and why they're doing what they're doing they are typically a lot more understanding if you just like, okay, go ahead and do your table slides and your pendulums and your next stretches, you'll be done. And then you do that over and over and over again. They just, they just feel like they're frustrated. They feel like they're not advancing. And when it comes to post-op in particular, like the last thing you want to do is upset the doctor. Yeah. And because of that, you just follow the protocols. And like Laura said, if you have any questions, then you bring up, bring it up to your PT. Your PT will assess the situation. They can get in contact with the doctor if they're doing really well. Sometimes they have like their numbers, will just kind of shoot them a text and be like, Hey, patient's doing pretty good. Do you want me to progress them? And typically, yeah. you know what the answer is. A lot of it before.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, a lot of it comes down to, and you have to just explain that to the patients too. A lot of it's just like, Yeah, you might be feeling like, for example, we have quite a few ACLs right now that are kind of in that like, You feel really good zone, but it's too soon to start you on certain things like jumping and that kind of stuff because it's the tendon itself. You want to make sure it's secured on the inside. It's that false reality of like everything's good when it's not fully healed. Um, So that's something that you just kind of have to remind the patients of like it just takes no matter what your body takes time to heal. Um, And so you want to make sure that everything's nice and good before you kind of get going on things. Now, I will say there is one thing I forgot to mention. There are some workarounds if they start to get bored. So, for example, we've had some shoulder people who, you know, you can't progress them because of their protocols. However, though, we'll work on some other things, too. Like core. We'll start working on some core stability or some cervical and stuff gosh, or... Stuff, um, I mean. Postural stuff, yeah, exactly. To, And then you justify it all so as, you know, patients not decrease compensation because of the shoulder surgery, improve core and postural stability to improve, like, less uh, upper trap tightness, That like, just random things like that. But you can kind of, and then just to overall give them a well balance to help support the shoulder as it heals too. That's That's one of my favorite things to help support <laughs> blah 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 <laughs> blah blah Actually, a lot of it
1: does kind of comes down to justification
0: yeah and so you like you can throw it in and it i'm not saying it, and... yeah and i'm not saying just like always do it like you just, it, it shouldn't still be your main focus like we if i have a person who's completely doing great on their range of motion we're going to still work on that and the thing is too is i go your restrictions there. And then they're like, well, I've got my range back. Why do I need to still do it? Because I go, the minute you stop doing it is a minute. It's going to start tightening back up on you because you're not using it. And you, you just, you have to walk them through it. um, Why it's good for them to kind of continue because they're not actively supposed to be using it. Now, what they do on the outside, you cannot control. You can just, and I can't tell you how many times countlessly I've had patients break their protocols and i will i will literally put in there patient was educated on protocols patient stated that he was doing this at home patient was educated on protocols like i have done that so many times you just need to make sure you cover your butt in that and honestly that goes for both populations i will say the younger population is more apt to breaking their protocols um a little early i will i will say that where the Older population usually are pretty good at like sticking with their protocols because they're like, I don't want to do this again. I am not going against the doctors' wills. So yeah, I'm not saying all of It's just
1: because they bounce back so fast, so they're feeling great and they want to just go back to what they're yeah. doing. So that just it falls just on general, us to kind of help educate them and be like, nope, you got to mm-hmm. take your time. Like that patient that I was talking about, he's a he really like rock climbing, and it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're not gonna be doing that for a while, like. Oh, while a while. And then... It's just
0: like the risk of uh, it becoming all undone is the thing. It's like all it takes is one wrong move. One wrong move. And that false security can kind of get you.
1: And you start from scratch yet again.
0: Yep. And that's going to suck. Trust me. I've I've started from scratch multiple times.
1: (laughs) So. But, I mean, all in all, I feel like You definitely have to separate your treatments, whether you're working with the younger population, the geriatric. If you work towards a goal that they are an activity that they enjoy doing, then you'll definitely see a lot more engagement from them. And that's Mm -hmm. across all ages from Laura's eight year old down to my 90 year old patient. Yeah. And I mean, that comes down to compliance. If they want to get better and they want to go back to what they're doing, then they're going to do it.
0: Yep. And... Either way, you know, you give the best care you possibly can with what you've got around. Some places are a little bit stricter on what I'm very lucky that I have a little bit of free range with my PT. Um, She's great to wear, like, for example, with the patient I was talking about working on her kitchen top. That exercise wasn't in there. That exercise was nothing we discussed beforehand. And I just decided to do it that day. (laughs) And we worked on standing stabilization, like... It wasn't anything. And so I'm I'm very fortunate and I know everybody's not, doesn't always have PTs who are like that. So I do recognize that I'm very lucky that I've been surrounded by PTs like that. But if you do think outside the box, there's technically sometimes no name, no exercise that literally will match what life is doing. And so you just want to try to match it. And uh, the more you can make physical therapy towards anybody's real life, then that's great. Like, for example, with our younger one, I had a soccer player sprained ankle. We put her on a foam pad and I said, kick this. (laughs) And she kicked the ball back and forth. And we worked on her standing on her leg while kicking the ball. Um, So, you know, yeah. And so it's just like come up with some different things. Um, Again, it's really about getting the patient to buy into physical therapy And why it's important, and that's where it's our job to educate, help our PTS educate, and also just make it very inclusive for everybody to where they feel comfortable enough to kind of come, and they're getting a benefit out of it. So it's worth their time. Remember, time is money, guys, and patients' time is their money. Like there's sometimes you can't put a price on your own time, and so if you they feel like they're wasting their time they're not gonna buy in so i don't know that's my soapbox like. soapbox for the day it's been a while i feel like since i've gone on one of those
1: <laughs> anyways we'll go ahead and wrap up there um yes. i know this is a weird post because we're posting this on a saturday but stuff happens life happens um, we are caught up so we will post this today so i hope you guys enjoy the weekend and we shall catch you guys on Tuesday. Make sure you like, subscribe do all the things. Thank you so much for all your supports. We're still going after past our year mark, which is crazy. I know. And we're gonna keep going as we long keep climbing. Long as we can. It's just,
0: yeah, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, if you guys uh, have been messaging us for some great ideas, we love it. Um, some of them we've kind of hit on before. So if we ever do hit on them. Don't take it personally for like, oh, we touched on that one. We'll probably redo it again in the, the future. It's just a little maybe too soon. Nothing new's come up on the topic. But uh, we'll definitely direct you to the most recent one that we've done covering that topic. Um, but we love your guys' ideas, so please send them our way. Um, we're always looking for some amazing topics. We're looking at getting some guests back on here probably shortly. But until then, we will catch you guys next time.
1: Take care. The information in this video or podcast is not intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. All content, including text, graphics, images, and information contained in this video or podcast is for general information purposes only and does not replace your professors or a consultation from your own doctor or healthcare professional.